<laughs> this is Van Electric Ghost, and we are live with the power couple and their director. You want to introduce your director? Yeah, this is <laughs> the uh, one and only the great Sam Singer. What's up, Sam guys? Singer. Pleasure. Yeah. So we're going to actually be showing um, the power couple in their new video. But before that, we do have to take care of a little business with our sponsor. We are now sponsored um, by um, a, a brand out there that is um, philanthropic um, online gaming from Double Jack out of Germany. And what they do is they do uh, Powerball, they do Kino, but you actually donate to charity like half the money. Um, and so we're just pushing this as, as a sponsor for the for the program. And now you can see the link there and you'll be able to check it out after the program. But we'll get into the main interview with our guest here today. And uh, it's uh, Power Couple. You guys were actually on the show before. And we're glad to have you on again. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. So let's uh, let me get your your information out there. So we get, we got your link to your main website. And uh, it's a power couple. There you go. So everybody be uh, note the, the link there. We always want people to support the bands we talk to. You, you can you can check them out in your leisure. But we're actually going to queue up their video so that we can talk about it on the on the backside of the interview. But let's see. Let's get we got it set up to go. And this is a higher love from your overall block project, right? That you're still working on. Yes, still working. Yeah. <laughs> And so this is a is a video I think we had talked about in our last interview, and we actually have it now. So we're going to put you on mute, and then we'll play the full video, and then we'll come back and, and have everybody uh, talk about their role in the video and, and how this came to be. Beautiful. Okay, here we go. So we're going to kick it off now. Love me, love me with my love. Love me, love me. 
So that was Higher Love, and uh, now we're back with the the primary interview. So that that's a really, really awesome video. I, I love the effects. So you, you guys can hear me, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I love I love the um, like what happened at the end with like the rift, and then the kind of like your your forced separation. Um, so maybe talk about how you developed that in in terms of the whole concept of um of, of um what you've been doing with um the, the project we talked about before, and now the re realization with this video. Yeah. Okay. I guess yeah, I'm going to go first with that. <laughs> so this video is actually like a culmination of the whole basically visual EP that's coming out next year. Mm -hmm. So it's the first taste that people are getting of what that is. It's not the first part of the video and it's not the end. So it's actually like the, the climax. Um, okay. So I, I don't want to tell you exactly what happens or the whole story, but basically, you know, obviously you can see that in the very beginning, he's in like a, a study type thing, like a sleep study. And then we go into this new surreal kind of fairy tale like world um, where we, we find each other and, and it's very romantic and very connected, but then we get torn apart. Um, and a big question in the movie is, you know, can we find each other again? And, and was that even real? What happened or not? Um, and that's something that we try to answer later on in the movie. And it's kind of the whole concept behind what's called mind is what happens in our mind. What is real? What is a dream, you know, and playing with these themes of, of truth versus fantasy and where it all merges and, and all the parts of our brain we don't even truly understand right that we haven't tapped into yet um but also about healing and, and overcoming grief and loss and in healing through love self-love love with a partner and and love for life so that was kind of why we have that moment which is probably probably pretty surprising when you hear the song you wouldn't expect that to happen in the video, but the video is telling its own story. So this is all part of the four part blocks. And we have talked before about feel and now this is mind. Yeah. Yeah. Mind is what's going to be coming out next. It's another four songs, uh, part of a blocks concept that we're doing. Uh, and this is just going to, this is one uh, part of the short film that we're doing. So. It's very exciting. Uh, we're, we're super happy that we're actually getting to work with Sam, uh, who really helped us like bring this vision out. We, we, we kind of came to him with a concept and he just saw that and expanded and expanded. And it was a really, really, really great team effort. All of us just kind of throwing all of our ideas in and collaborating and, and you know, this is kind of our, this is our debut music video. This is our first time doing it. So this, this wow. kind of harkens back to the days like I'm I'm in my 50s, right? So I'm a child of the 70s. And one of the things I loved about the early MTV is like film directors, like you know, if you look at the old Duran Duran videos, they were like mini films. And then wow. a lot of other directors started coming in and saying, Oh, look what we can do. We we don't just have to have the band lip sync, we can right. actually do this concept. And it's kind of like I've, I'm a, being a synthesis. I'm a big fan of bands like Genesis and oh, Pink sure. Floyd and Yes, and yeah. the kind of big ideas of rock operas like Tommy and Quadrophenia. And so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of people doing more expansive work 
and actually using film or going back to even like the Velvet Underground and what, what they used to do with, um, you know, the exploding inevitable and the stuff that used to happen um, back then is like the merging of art and music, I think, is a really important thing today. And it's cool that you guys are doing that again. Or part mm -hmm. of it. <laughs> Was that part of the reason <clears throat> that you wanted to uh, do this or is it kind of like bring back that type of creativity that we used to have? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely uh, there's, we, we've been inspired by other short form music videos and films and that sort of thing. Um, but I think like, probably the easiest way to say it is just like we, we felt like we had a story to tell. You know, and um, we were able to, the interesting thing is the first EP, we didn't, we didn't like have an intention for weaving the songs together. Like we didn't think these songs all tell a story, but they did. And the second time with this new EP, again, same thing. We didn't think, we didn't think ahead of time, let's write these songs with a story in mind. We just wrote songs. As it turned out, they really, you know, do have a good story that we can tell. And again, you know, the three of us had kind of just brainstormed how the story was gonna come together through the music. So. Yeah, it was really cool how it all came together too, because basically last year, everyone has their story about, you know, how they adjusted to the pandemic and the shutdown, but we're actually next door neighbors. Um, and we've been longtime friends and worked together a little bit. Samstone's some photography for us, but you know, we were all put in this position where we thought we were going to be like touring Europe and Sam was probably gone every other day. Um, so, but what do we do with our time? And, and we really created something completely new. Now we have a, you know, a production team, a content creating team called Neon Monet. And we've created like the whole Beats, Kicks, and Life channel came from the three of us. And then this whole music video concept, like visual EP. And, and we're honestly, like, the more we do it, the more we love it. And we're just so grateful to have this team to work together that honestly probably would not have happened had it not been for the pandemic that created this time together where we could just make something new. And it seems like a visual EP, given the fact that, that we have been in lockdowns, that bands can't play typically like the kind of shows that bands usually play that the idea of a visual EP with the way, you know, people are kind of drawn to visual media. And uh, a lot of bands are, are taking advantage of the fact that, that you can, you know, do things through all these visual outlets. Um, so, so in terms of the visual EP, does the audio EP, does all this whole project with blocks, is it eventually going to be an, like an entire, collection that people can buy the whole thing together or it will be issued as separate pieces that's actually a good question we we, we have talked about it as various versions for the um for the album we're going to release it as four eps um mm -hmm. but eventually it may come together as a a double album um but it'll be the first two eps and then the second two eps and then yeah, that would be really cool because if you had like the visual album, if you actually could get it on like DVD, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, it was it's still in the works. Like we're still actually doing some shooting for it, and it so the actual visual piece. There's mm -hmm. scenes, there's dialogue, there's actors, we've hired spaces. Like there's, it's not just music. So 
um, it really is going to feel more like a short film. And, you know, we're hoping to get into some film festivals and submit it that way. Um, so it's going to be a little bit different. It'll feel like a music video, but not really, right? So that yeah. does kind of bode the, the, the questions. Like, so if it's a short film, would this be released as like a DVD? I think the, the idea for sure eventually is to release the entire short film as its own standalone unit. Mm -hmm. um, I think obviously we released High Love as a single. We're talking about doing that with one of the other um, parts of the film as well, um, which ultimately we'll probably end up doing that. Um, but the whole thing will be a, a cohesive uh, short film on its own as well. And then you would submit it for like festival review as an independent film across. Yeah, across. it's just such a new inroad because, you know, Sam had his background in this a little bit, right? But you hadn't been working with it very much. And mm -hmm. just the learning curve that took place and like learning what gear we needed. Honestly, like everything you see, we've had help, but it's really the three of us and we've mm -hmm. had our community supporting us. But we don't have like a huge budget and a huge team. So it's been really <laughs> interesting. Like that scene where John's getting pulled back. Yeah, you know, yeah. like the leaf blower to try to create <laughs> wind and then like we're trying to slam the door and right. we need to build a door like two different times. How big a team did you have to have to do the video? Because every time you do video, you might see, you know, who's on screen, but how many people behind this did it take to do all this work? So that video, uh, with the exception of the very beginning of the video, which we shot in the studio in Burbank, uh, here in California. The rest of the video is just the three of us, uh, literally in the mountains, in the forest in Colorado, um, chasing sunsets and sunrises, like trying to get the right light. Mm -hmm. We dealt with some weather and just trying to figure out how we can shoot the film, just the three of us. And like, they're in costume and, <laughs> you know, it, it was a funny sight probably to see the three of us like marauding around the, the woods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, what are you doing? They're all yeah. <laughs> like, like campers out there. So did you have campers like getting in the middle of your scene? Occasionally. Yeah, people are curious a little bit. Oh, but, I'm sorry. Like I didn't yeah. know you were filming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we only went to Colorado. We just drove out there. Sam and I are both from Colorado and this uh, mm -hmm. his family lived by the four corners and we were like, we have this like week to get two different videos in. And it was amazingly with Higher Love, we had got everything we needed. We didn't need any reshot, reshoot or anything. Like, no, yeah. actually, yeah. It's kind of a miracle. So did you guys like storyboard it out? You know, like I know on videos, a lot of times they're very, you know, there's a lot of preparation people do like, you know, the, the actual cartoon like storyboard and, and map out like every little piece. Is that at the level that you guys were working on, on this? <laughs> It, it was not. <laughs> we uh, we kind of did a lot of it on the fly. We I think we had a really well thought out idea of what we wanted to do, but so much of it was we just had no idea how we were going to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and we didn't know where we were going to do it. We were driving around looking for locations and um, yeah, and it just happened. <laughs> it just happened. That's, that's interesting because I think that with music, like when you kind of merge music and filming one of the things i love as a as a kind of musician that's inspired by jazz and kind of fusion and, and kind of like uh, just a roots rock being a keyboardist is like i love being in like jam sessions and this kind of stream of consciousness with a band right 
and we might have a little bit of an idea, but we kind of just go with it. And so I think filmmaking that kind of goes that way too is interesting because you can kind of have the same aesthetic as having this kind of stream of consciousness kind of aesthetic when you're a musician. Sometimes you can go that way and then you kind of see what happens and you let the muse kind of fill you. Like I, some people feel like when you're an artist that you can kind of tap into this universal concept and the art kind of kind of presents itself to you and you take advantage of it. Do you guys feel that way? Or Yeah, I mean, it's, it's almost like the story is writing itself and we're trying to figure out what it is and we're still learning what it is and it's like film improv or something yeah <laughs> it's pretty cool it's, like you said it's a story that needs to be told and, and we're kind of along for the ride like we can see each of ourselves in it but it's not just any one of us in our story mm -hmm. right i think it has universal themes like a universal and, concept like you know when you get into you know the concepts that that people you know but, you know, when you get into music, a lot of times, like one of the great things, I one of the key things that really got me into music was like Tommy, Pete yeah. Townsend doing like Tommy and this idea that, that, that he had this rock opera that you could take music and you could take it that far. That you could actually, you know, pick a rock album and actually have it mean more than just, you know, songs about breaking up with your girlfriend. That you actually could have a bigger idea. Um, and yeah, I'm not sure if we talked about this last time, but like, a lot of times, like in, you know, I think we might have talked about songwriting process, but I, I, you know, in our process, like for me especially, like I tend to, you know, always see like a, a video, a movie going with the writing process. So, you know, it's not, you know, you're laying down chords, you're writing lyrics, but you're also seeing visually how this is kind of playing out in your mind. Like a sound um, painting, sound painting. I think we exactly. talked about the idea of sound painting. Yeah, um, which like uh, like George Martin talked about it. There's a big there's a documentary about the Beatles, and and George Martin was asked like, okay, how did you get into this kind of Sergeant Pepper Abbey Road? How did the Beatles become that from what they were doing in Berlin? Yeah. And he said, well, I used to do Peter Sellers albums, and yeah. we used to do all these um, effects and backward tape loops and all this stuff. And we said, well, what if we take all this studio capability and we kind of use it as a as a sound painting, mm. right? That we can actually, because we could just record the Beatles like they're in Hamburg, or we could actually take all these studio techniques and do something that you can't do live. Right. right? And then you start to get into like the colors of music and the idea that music can be a sound painting. And Hendrix talked about that with Electric Lady too, that you you can actually think of music in, in visual terms and, and and maybe kind of filmmaking terms and a lot of musicians kind of went that direction you get the pink floyds of the world hendrix and, and the beatles and i think that's uh i think it's a common theme in the music to, to to think in that way yeah for sure and like that that actually made the process a lot of fun i think too in terms of you know i was saying we we're you know it was very very collaborative and like you know when you're you know uh you know an original musician right you're you're a little protective about your songs, like, you know, like what, you know, how they're going to be portrayed, how they're going to be represented. And yeah. you know, to, to Sam's like major, major, major credit, like it was just incredible to be able to work with, like we would give him ideas and he would just like, you know, let those ideas marinate and let them blossom and give us great direction. And it was just, it was a really, really, really easy process. Probably more for me than for them. I, I was like joking on the set, like just how like 
I feel so bad for how much they had to put up with <laughs> me just throwing idea after idea out there. But um, I spitball it is like, oh, let's do this, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, and both of them were very, very good at being like, that's a good idea, but let's let's read we that. We have twenty minutes left to play. So I felt very honored and, and very uh, lucky to have uh, such a supportive team, but also such a brilliant team. And the two of them that could like really see such a great vision and, and, and bring it to life. Yeah, I mean, we've been in a lot of different bands and formations of different people, and it can be really challenging working with a group, you know, of egos. But in this case, it's just, it's been really fluid. And I'm just so grateful because we all kind of just have our strengths that we bring to the table. And um, there's been some real challenges, like, when the bats were flying towards you and oh, the door broke and it was like oh, 2 a.m. Wow. and everyone was sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. There was hail falling from the sky even though the sky was basically clear. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, you yeah, can't obviously we don't have permits. We don't have any like... Oh, did you ever run into somebody saying, saying yeah. where's your permit and telling you you had to leave a site? Yeah. <laughs> right, no, that didn't happen. But like, it just felt like we worked through the the stuff as a team, and I'm really grateful for that. I'm almost scared to say anything. I'm like, I don't want to jinx it. You know? I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know what? To use your reference, actually, of George Martin, like for visually, like Sam has been our George Martin. He he really, mm -hmm. you know, he's he's just. I, I guess I just can't say enough because you know, in looking at this, and I know we have you know, a whole short film coming out. This is basically the teaser. <laughs> yeah, and looking, yeah. At, like, you, you know, obviously you guys don't know, but looking at that footage that we're seeing right now and all the work he's putting in, editing it, it's And just, he's editing it too, it's, so that's why. It's like, truly like something else. It's, it, um, we're so excited to share it, but, you know, definitely want to just say how, how great it is. We're just here to <laughs> throw love on Sam. <laughs> it's interesting to me because I think anytime you're an artist, like, like I'm a solo artist and sometimes I work with other artists and I've been in bands and the band, band dynamic is interesting enough if you have like a four person rock and roll band, right? Yeah. But then you integrate like a different a different like art form. Mm -hmm. You know, if you think about, okay, like you're, you're integrating film with music and there's different dynamics that are going on, but there's like synergy and then there's things that are totally different. And so you have to, you know, have the kind of like a George Martin kind of expertise that you're bringing to the table as, as a director. Um, but then there's also like the musician, you know, saying, well, this is how I see it. And, and so they, you have to, it's, it's a give and take of being in a band. Like somebody comes to, to, you know, in a band with a demo and then the bass player makes the, the it sound better, right? Because like you might've done the bass in Ableton but then a real bass player is going to actually take it and make it way better than what you did in Ableton on a MIDI keyboard. Um, so it is like those kind of things that if you, you come to, you take the, the raw material and then it kind of evolves and you have to have the kind of trust in your partners as, as creative people, right. To kind of say, okay, well let, let's go with that. Let's see where it goes. So it's, it's kind of, a, you have to control your ego, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when absolutely. We, our idea was pretty basic, and Sam just took it and ran with it, you know. And then we all were getting inspired by each other, and it changed a lot from the original plan. <laughs> it, it's still evolving, you know. It's kind of like that's crazy. Like thing. we've been saying the whole time, like the creative process itself is its own entity. Like, 
Uh, and yeah, we're just conduits of whatever we're tapping into, I think. Like the um, universal muse. Yeah. <laughs> or sometimes you talking about that single note, They're like the ones who has a note pure and easy, and I kind of tap into it. This yeah. whole idea with like his Lifehouse project would never win anywhere, but there was this idea of there's a single note and you can tap into it. And it's kind of like the idea of the muse or, or today, if you get out in the ether and you kind of pull it in, uh, and it was a story where Hendrix was working with uh, the Isley brothers and he suddenly just started going off the, the, the map. They're actually recording. And he just went and did like some crazy thing that had nothing to do with the song. <laughs> and, and then they said, well, why'd you do that? I said, well, I, I didn't want to lose it. The universe gave it to me and I couldn't lose it. So I had to put it down. Sorry. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You know, and so I think like a lot of musicians, like an artist in general, I think you you as you get more confident in your art, you're you're willing to actually let something come through. And maybe you don't understand it, but you let it happen. I think and then you have to know how to edit that, but sometimes you have to let things happen and not be scared to let it happen. Do you find that that's kind of a like an idea? For sure. I mean, so much of the of the story ended up being uh, told out of necessity of the, like the location that we found and the like what the weather was doing for us and um, like how can we achieve our goal given the tools that like nature has given us to work with essentially. Yeah, guys. Sometimes that you can be like I've been in bands where I'll get somebody who's like, okay, they have such a precise thing that they want somebody else brings something else to the table and like, no, no, no. They keep on wanting to do exactly what they wanted and they don't want to change it. And that's been like more of the more frustrating sessions I've had compared to people who are like, oh, that's pretty cool. Let's go with that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's like, it's kind of like, it depends on the personality of the people involved. It's like some people are very focused and know what they want exactly and less willing to take input. And then other people are more willing to let something kind of coalesce and become something. Yeah, I think this was more the second one. Like we were just really open. You know, sometimes you get attached to ideas, but because nothing was fully formed, like it it allowed for a lot of that muse, like that you're talking about, to come into play. Because um, we were all just kind of going along with it at like in the moment. <laughs> so you find that more, I find that that's more enjoyable in the creative process if you get into that kind of situation rather than somebody that's telling me to go and play a baseline a hundred times. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And their vision of what they think it should be. <laughs> yeah. And like it's, it, you know, nothing, nothing being fully formed yet. Yeah. It, it does, you know, help in the long run to be open to just see what kind of inspiration comes to you and you get to put that down. But also, like, you know, anytime, I think anytime you try and control something too much, you usually end up just overdoing it anyway. So, yeah. if you, you know, if you kind of allow yourself to say, you know, maybe my idea isn't the best one right now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, uh, a, lot can, a lot can happen from just that way. Yeah, like sometimes we have ideas, especially for this next video, that are like very high in the sky. It'd be great if we had a $20 million budget and 200 person crew. Right. But we don't. So how else can we still tell the story? Because the story is more important than all like the fancy visual effects and explosions and stuff. Like really, we just want to tell a compelling story that people can relate to and connect with. Yeah. It's kind of actually, oh, sorry. I just want to say that was actually something too that like, uh, I think in the beginning, especially thinking of like 
you know, the typical music video that's out there right now, you know, you see there's, there is a lot of special effects and that's not to say there aren't any in our video, but uh, we, we didn't lean into those as much as actually, I think, I, I think I wanted to at in the beginning more. lean into that because that's what you, you know, what I've seen and what I know. And I'm like, let's try this and let's try that. And uh, both Sam and Summer like really, you know, talked a lot about let's tell a compelling story. And the more I kind of, for me, the more I let go of that idea of what a typical music video is and let the story come out, the more I felt like uh, it was just becoming something much bigger and much better than I could even have imagined. So. And I also get to the fact that, I mean, you guys, you guys are musicians and in a video, you have to become an actor. And a lot of acting is, is very visual. And especially in a music video, it's kind of like the silent film era a lot of it is all based on kind of your your expressions and how you work as an actor and your focus and that's one thing that's cool about the like the, the old silent films i started watching a lot of old silent films is it's all about the expression in the in the actor's face it's all about the kind so did you guys find that you had to like uh, become actors and learn how to how to channel that or is that kind of a natural thing that you were getting into and you just took advantage of what you can already do. Yeah, I mean, we both have some background in acting. I, we both really have a passion for it. And I think when you're a musician, if you're used to being a front person and a performer, that's part of what you already do, you know? So you are constantly like embodying whatever the song was. So there's an element of that, but there's also like, you know, this is film. Like, is this going to translate? Am I going to overact? I was really worried about overacting. Yeah, <laughs> but I, you know, I was crying at the end. Like, I was able to tap into some stuff that made me cry. I know that he, I've seen John do stuff I never knew he was capable of throughout this movie. Not just higher love, but you'll see the mm -hmm. breadth and depth of emotion he has to tap into is a lot. And, and I was really impressed because he hadn't acted in years. He'd done some film stuff in the past as an extra and stuff. But, yeah. but it had been a long time. A long time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. But it was, and it's, it's fun to, it's fun to do that too, just to see, you know, like you said, through another medium, through another form of, you know, artistic expression, you know, what, what can you, you know, deliver? What is the, you know, what is the note? What is the ink? What is the thing that you can kind of put forward to show and convey um, that emotion? And so that was, yeah, it was really fun. And uh, again, having support was, you know, really, really, I think, you know, you know it's just so important because mm -hmm. you're, you're, especially, you know, as you'll see through some of the other videos, there's a lot of vulnerable moments too. And to do that, you, you really, really, really have to trust the people around you. So. And that's what's interesting when you start to do visual media as a as a musician, right? Is because a lot of times with a song, like your audience, you know, hears the audio and they kind of have their own picture of what they and how your audience interprets your song. And a lot of times, you know, fans come up to you and they actually got your lyrics wrong, but that's what they heard. <laughs> um, but then when you make a music video, you can kind of guide the audience into what your vision of it is. Versus if somebody just hears the audio, they still probably might have their own interpretation of what they think it is. So what what are your thoughts about like when you're a musician and you have that video and you are kind of guiding the audience into what you're what you want them to, to feel? 
And I think it's interesting. I'm glad we released the song first because then people could have their own, you know, visuals and connections with it. Um, and then have the video. Again, I don't think it's what you would typically expect from this song. And like a mm -hmm. lot of music videos now are just beauty shots. They're beautifully, you know, telling a story, but like he says, a lot of like lip syncing. There's not a lot of like a big story. So I think it's a really cool way to add a whole nother element to the art um, that takes it to, you know, a place that maybe people didn't expect and gives it another meaning. Like a lot of songs I watch the video for, sometimes I'll enjoy more, but I thought oh, I never thought of it like that. And I want to know what it means and why they chose this. So it can add a lot of depth to the art. Yeah. If you think about it, like Bjork, if you're your Tori Amos and you might listen to a Tori Amos song and then you actually go see what she's like in the woods and there's this whole mystery or something like, wow. I mean, I heard what she was saying and I knew it was deep, but then you see the video and like, wow, it's a total different vision of what I thought it was going to be. And um, I think it's interesting how, how you know, a lot of musicians back in the 80s when, you know, uh, in MTV got, was out there, there were people who did very experimental things where you know, like the video had like really nothing to do with the lyrics. At all. You know, it was this totally kind of psychedelic or new wave or we go in this weird direction. And um, and that's kind of cool, you know, because like you like you said, the fan might have heard the song and then suddenly they, you know, they saw Thriller and they're like, well, I didn't know it was going to be that. Right. <laughs> you know, it was like that. That's totally I never thought it, he was going to go do that. <laughs> but um, it's I think it's it's a whole different um, um take on your music because your music can hit a whole nother level visually than it did just audio yeah. um and today musicians a lot of times we have to have different ways to engage the audience because the way the world is with musicians today like we have to find different ways to connect like like what i'm doing with this podcast podcasting has become a very good way for to connect with the fans with their the band so that they actually are more likely to continue to listen to your work because yeah. they get a connection to you because they visually see you talking about it and are more likely not to just skip your music and actually listen to more. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, you know, as fans of music, like, you know, um, obviously we don't just make it, we're fans of it too, but like, you know, there's, there's that part of you that like, you hear something amazing and you really respect the artist and you want to know everything about it. You want to know everything about how that song was made and where it came from and what inspired them. And like, you know, you, I, I'm definitely 100% that, that dude who just like, I will go on a deep dive to find out everything. I want to know the instrumentation, like how to yeah. start on a guitar or what. I want to know it all because it was, yeah, it, when you, when you love a song that much, and you connect with it too, you know, like in your own personal way, on your own level, you want to understand like how they, how is it that this artist who doesn't know you from anything and doesn't know your story or your life was able to make a song that resonates so deeply with you. Um, you want to know that whole process. So, Yeah. How, how music touches people is really, you know, it's, well, it's, it's, it's somehow you don't understand exactly why a song one one person might have a song and it really deeply affects them because it triggers like the the sound paintings like mm -hmm. a lot of times music will trigger emotions or trigger memories and the fans you know they love that song like i would listen to karen carpenter and i get like 
pictures of like times in the 70s because I grew up in the 70s with our music on a track right as a kid so every time I hear a Carpenter song I kind of picture myself as a 12 year old when I heard it and it actually triggers that in me when I hear it and I like then I kind of understand like why people have like a favorite song that that kind of triggers that emotion yeah, absolutely. And another part of my life is, is doing music. I'm a music therapist and they look a lot at how music affects our brain. And, you know, it's very much entwined with our memories. And that's why when you hear a certain song, you could talk about the event and won't bring up the memory like hearing the song. It'll bring you right back to when you're 12 years old or 15 year old, it's your first relationship. It, it just transports you. And then the other part is the image of the emotion. Music really can cut through all of our, you know, yeah, walls and, and really affect our emotions deeply. Is that, that as a musician, did you get into music because you wanted to relay um, those kind of stories? Because I think what happens with musicians and the artists in general are able to tap in to the, the personal things that go on in your life and then make it more universal so that other people can understand it. Or, or have have you know? Or you take a you one of the things. I mean, a musician can take something that's like a tragedy in their life, or a painful mm-hmm. moment in their life, and make a beautiful piece of art that is relatable to multiple people um, from different places and different walks of life. And it's it's like that kind of our nature is to be able to take that and and do that. Did you always feel that you could be that type of person? I mean, that's what I love about music. It's alchemy, you know, any type of art is alchemy. It's, it's taking, you know, I, I heard that, um, what are those birds, peacocks, they swallow thorns to make their feathers that beautiful. And that's how I think of music or art. Like sometimes you take in all this pain and suffering and you make something beautiful with it. Music, film, dance. That's why art is so essential to being human. Like it makes sense of our life and it is universal. So, I mean, I think personally, I tap into that sometimes, not always. Sometimes I get in my head about music and try to be perfect or just shredding the same scale over and over. But like when you are in that connected space or almost like out of essential, like it's like you're in so much pain, you have to go to the piano or you have to go to your art form. That's your survival mechanism then yes, that alchemy can occur. And it can occur in non-musicians and anybody. I think people naturally do that in their lives when they're, you know, in pain. That's how we, that's how we survive. Yeah, I think it's just that like when you're an artist, I think, um, you know, whether it's a painting or you're an actor and you can take that and channel it as like a method actor into that kind of, into a scene in a film, because you can call that and actually become that person because you can you can empathize with the character that you're playing, right? And then musicians, we kind of, we take on characters. A lot of times I always talk about in my music, this idea of the other me that, that I can kind of look in the looking glass and this idea like a Victorian romantic idea, like a Wordsworth or Blakey idea that you look in this looking glass and whoever looks back is that that's the other you. And then that's kind of like your stage persona is how you can go on stage and like you know in my case i play uh, uh like a female version of myself called josephine electric mm-hmm. i actually use synthesizers to make a female voice and she's the lead singer of my band mm-hmm. and i can channel all these things that i couldn't do as a guy right 
because I'm actually taking on a character. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm kind of doing what Bowie did and Prince did, but I actually took it a little further and actually became Josephine Elector. It's not like trying to be like this kind of, you know, cross um, thing. I'm actually trying to actually play it like a character that is the female version of me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think like that, you know, music gives you an opportunity to do that. Like I me, mean, if you think about like when you see a, a, a lead singer on stage, it's like, is that really them? Or is that their stage persona? You know? Right. Right. A lot of times I think even like, you know, when we're out, we're performing, um, I, I, I don't always remember how any of it goes. Like, you know, it's, you know, maybe the first like, two and a half to three minutes are what I'll remember the most because the nerves are still there. Mm -hmm. Um, but as soon as those kind of shut off and you know everything else takes over yeah it'll be hard for me to remember anything because it's mostly just at that point just letting all the raw emotion take over and go forward from there so it can be yeah it, it's very it's it's cool in the sense of like um you know you know being your other self you know uh and in another way it's like you know it's it's a strange feeling to not necessarily know what's going on, but just trusting that, you know, it's all happening the way it's supposed to. Yeah, I think that all like uh, you know, people who are lead um it leads in music. If you once you get on that stage, you kind of transform. It's kind of like necessary for you to have because like I think a lot of musicians that have self-doubts and have like before they get on stage or like they may even still be doubting whatever. And as soon as they get on stage, then suddenly, okay, I'm free. I'm free to just do whatever I'm going to do. And in this space, I'm going to just present in my art. And in, the, in in a way, you kind of get in a trance. And I think you forget. Like you said, I, some, I, I, like I've done performances and I, people have said, wait, well, did you know you did this? I was like, I don't know. I, I can't remember what it, it's like. You show me the film and like, okay, I did it, but I didn't know I was doing that. <laughs> but um, yeah, you just kind of fall. You get into this kind of like fervor. Yeah, and you're in the like you know, it's like you're in a gospel church and people get into this fervor and they can't. And people say, well, you know, you were doing that in church. It's like I don't know. I just got into it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think people just kind of can get into this phase where they feel like they're channeling something. Like the music yeah. we talk about, this universal thing the, in the ether or whatever, you just pick up on it and you kind of, you got to be free in yourself. I think musicians were free to kind of tap into that. Yeah. I mean, especially because most of the time, I think we, we spend so much time being self aware, just wondering if we're playing the right notes or doing, you know, like making the yeah. right sounds or whatever it is that, like, you know, once it's, you know, once you've seen a project through or you've seen a song through, whatever it is you're doing, you know, at that point, you know, the, the rest is just commitment, you know, to believing in, in what you've done and then, you know, doing your best to convey that and, and you know, for your audience, for, for everyone else. So they, I mean, like you said, I think the most important part of performing live is like letting people see you like absolutely raw, you know, in, in your most pure form. And that means you know, giving up any sense of self-awareness for those precious minutes that you're doing it so that, you know, your audience can look at you and feel, because they're, in a sense, they're vulnerable too, you know, they're just, they're trusting you 
to deliver an experience for them that's going to move them or that's going to, you know, give, give them joy. So, you know, it's a, it's a mutual trust society. And that kind of goes toward the way music is today because you have a lot of different forms now where people might not be as spontaneous, right? There's a lot of devices for musicians that allow them to kind of, okay, I can make this, when I, when I go out and play, I can actually make it sound exactly like the record. And it's yeah. almost like you could phone it in, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of an old school musician. Like if I go out and I do one of my songs, one of the things I like to do is actually reinterpret it and maybe do it differently than I actually put it down just because it's more interesting to, for me to do it that way. Um, and, you know, if I want to play it the way I wrote it, like, fine, I can do it. But a lot of times I think a lot of reasons why you go to see a band, like I would go see the Allman Brothers or go see Funkadelic was because I wanted to see how they were going to reinterpret it. Right. You know, that that was the whole point. If I want to just listen to the record, I could listen to the record. <laughs> right. So, like, so today, because of the way things are, have you primarily just been working on the visual project? Have you been able to perform it all live anywhere? We've been focused on the visual, yeah, because things are just so up and down with you know <laughs> COVID yeah. and everything that's happening that this is just a new passion newfound passion that we found like sam helped start teaching me how to edit a little bit and <laughs> it's just a whole new way to express and to create we haven't been super um we haven't really done any like online performances or anything because we're just so immersed in in this project which by the way we constantly say is like so ambitious and we had no idea what we were getting into and how do we know <laughs> we probably wouldn't have done it but we're this far in now so we have to finish Gotta see it through. Yeah. <laughs> but it is we don't realize like especially for me i'm totally new to the, the film world it's like everything that goes into it which makes sense like you think about a three minute song and it's so much goes into making a three minute song
Um, and, and, but you know, if you're not ready, cause you're still working on this, but we'll probably do another one in July. Um, but we just want yeah, to give be awesome to be a part of for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're, we're excited to get back to live performing. Um, you know, I think right now where we're at, our, our heart is really in finishing this and, and uh, you know, delivering, you know, this, what was, you know, intended to just be a couple of music videos now, now a short film. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it's, it's really awesome. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be, you know, I don't want to hype it up too much, but honestly, like the most epic thing you'll ever see. <laughs> it would be cool to actually see. I think we're telling a fun story. I think we're telling a good story. Maybe not as fun as. Yeah, no, but it's going to be a good story. It's going to be. It's it's definitely going to be uh, interesting to watch for sure. And there's there's so much more. I wish I could say more without giving, you know, giving it all away. But the, like. There's there's so much um, there's there's more to this than just film. There's other parts to it that you'll see that will come up, mm -hmm. and, and um, you know we, we collaborated with a few other people, um, mm -hmm. and uh, you know as we get closer to that, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that. But yeah, you know, that'd be awesome. I'd like to get more. You know, when you get closer to the full uh, presentation of the end end product of, of yeah, absolutely. Whole that'd be We'd awesome love to come back and, and have sam come back too and talk about the, the process of the whole film because you know it's j just in this alone just the editing of this video alone you know and uh and sam did some of the effects on the video as well like like it's it's really like an incredible process <laughs> to just watch peripherally and mm -hmm. you know to to understand what goes into it to really make it because you know, to film it is one thing, but to edit it and tell a compelling story out of that footage is is really. Have you guys story. created I'm any kind of? <laughs> have <laughs> you created any any footage of actually creating this? Like, if, are you going to have like 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 uh like in the full project if you released it as a DVD? Would you have the making of like behind of, the scenes stuff? behind the scenes stuff to be able to tack on and have it like a special edition with how we made it? Yeah, we, we did our best to shoot uh, as much behind the scenes as possible. It, for some of it was hard because we it was just the three of us. So I'd be filming and they'd be acting and, yeah, and there so would be no behind the scenes. Fourth or fifth person to do that. <laughs> right. But we got some good stuff. We, we released, they released some on, on um, their Instagram today cool. uh, a little bit. Um, so yeah, Sam put together like a little featurette. Um, yeah, I saw that. That's my kind of a little out. bit of the behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, and I think as we again, once we get closer to the release of the film itself, there'll probably be something more to to add. Six to that. hour behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be our people's <laughs> anthology exactly. Yeah. Just ten hours of footage, even though the the, the video itself. More like more like real. Watch this. Do you think you would ever like tour like the audio version as a live live show? about that like actually when we, we we talk about how we want to launch this this video obviously we really would love to rent a theater but also we talked about doing a live show along with it so the first time you see it you're also getting a live performance and yeah well was, why not take it on the road that's actually really cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be cool because if you actually had a video screen and found a way to integrate actually playing and then having the video behind you if it were you could integrate it, you know, be kind of like a Pink Floyd thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you actually show on the wall while you're playing the wall. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah, yeah. that's, uh, 
Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. I know we're kind of pressed for time, uh, so I can give you a little bit of a breather before your next thing. It's 9.53. Yeah, we're having a watch party tonight for people who helped make the movie. So, yeah, so I'll give that seven minutes back to you so you can get set for that. But I do appreciate that you came on the show again, and we'll be putting this out and we'll give you the links. Uh, and uh, like again, it will be on Spotify shortly. Um, so the visual, so people will actually be able to watch this on Spotify video podcast. We are now able to put video podcast on the Spotify. We want to let people know that so they can watch this there. Great. Well, thank you so much for having us. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much for being on. And we definitely will follow you uh, on this journey. We did talk to you before. and we t- This is the second time. So, yeah, we want to be there when you finally complete the journey and get the short film done. That would be really awesome to present to our audience. So thank you very much and good luck with everything you're doing. Thanks a lot. Thank you. You too. Thank you.